Can someone show me their best crossover right now? Who got, who got the filthiest crossover right now? Come on. TJ, why don't I see your crossover? Nah? Nah? What about you? Can we see your crossover, Andy? Oh. <laughs> crossover. <laughs> he said the cross. So this is what we're talking about today. We're talking about the verse John 5 24. We can have that up today or or right now. Last week we learned that in Adam all have sinned and all are in death. Then in Adam we are sons of Adam, right? And we're doomed to repeat the life of Adam. But in Christ we are sons of God, destined to conform into his image. If we can get these uh, these things turned off, I can hear myself like crazy. Sounds like an echo. Distracting. And then Adam Death reigns, in Christ, life is given abundantly. So in Adam, death reigns, but in Christ, life is given abundantly. So we, we learn that thing between what Adam did and, and how that resulted in sin and death, and that's the result of a lot of things in this world. That's why bad things happen to young people. That's why there are broken systems. That's why there are broken uh, governments. That's why all these things are, are upside down, messed up. It's because of sin. It's because of Adam and the death that came in through sin. So we know that. Now, there is a moment uh, that this takes place for our life when Christ and his life is now abundantly made clear and abundantly made real in our life. There's a moment that takes place. And this is called conversion. Everybody say conversion. See, conversion is just the change from one thing to another, right? Anybody ever got sent to the store to, to, get their, to get dollars from change, like they got a big, uh, big bat of, bag, uh, bag of quarters, and you had to put the quarters in that machine so you can get cash. So the change was converted into cash. So the Bible speaks about conversion. It says that we change. What do we change from? Do we change from, sinner, do we change from sinners to slightly better sinners? Do we change from sinners to, to sinners that just look a little different? Do we change from the same person to just, you know, a 2.0? No, we change from a sinner to a saint, a, a son of the devil to a son of God. We turn from an enemy of Christ to a brother of Christ. We change. So we have to understand that there is a change that is going to take place. And what it says right here in John chapter 5, verse 24, John chapter 5, verse 24, it says this. Very truly, I tell you, whoever has ears, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged. Everybody say eternal life. Everybody say no judgment. But he uh, but has crossed over from death to life. Everybody say death. Skipped over a little bit. Say death. Say to life. So those are some things we're going to talk about. Jesus made it very clear that once you believe, you've crossed over from death to life. So what's the first thing that needs to happen first? You need to hear and you need to believe. But everybody knows that you can hear something and you cannot do it. Like AJ, how many times does Tina have to tell you to clean up before you, you do it, right? It takes a little bit longer, right? What about Evie? Where's Evie at? Where's Evie? Evie... I don't even know if I should ask you. I'll ask Astrid. Where's Astrid? She's back. I'll just ask Vicente right here. Vicente, 
You ask the first time, right? How do you ask the first time? You'll probably ask real nice, like, hey, Evie. I need you to go clean, clean this real quick, right? And she, 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 probably, she probably heard you, but she's decided not to listen. So then you say it the second time. And, and Vicente, when he gets loud, you don't want to be there, right? But then she listens. You see, there's a difference between just hearing like, like yeah, there's noise coming in. Between, and there's a difference between that and listening. You see, when, we, when Jesus is saying, hear my message, when he's saying, hear Whoever hears my word, he's saying whoever listens and obeys my word. Whoever listens and obeys my, obeys my word. So you listen. Now, that listen and obey is a, there's a follow through. There's a response. When you hear the word of God, there should be a response. Now, it's not something you just hear and move on from. It's something you hear and you wrestle with. When God says that you're in sin, if you heard him, you wrestle with it. Now, your response may be different. You may hear it, then wrestle with it, and then walk away saying, well, oh well. Or you may hear it, respond, and walk to God. You see, there's always a response when it comes to hearing the word of God. There's a follow-through. Obedience is a follow-through. You're follow-throughing with it. Jesus didn't just say, come and follow me, and walked away, and no one came with him. When he told Peter and Andrew, leave the boat, they didn't just stay in the boat and keep fishing. Like, man, that dude has some really cool things to say, right? Oh, man, that guy, he was a really nice fellow, wasn't he? No, they dropped their boat. They dropped their fish. They dropped what they are doing. They got out of the boat and followed Jesus because they believed the words he had to say. So what does it mean to believe? Does it, does it just mean you have a belief in a set of facts? Does it mean like, yeah, Jesus died, he rose again, and he ascended to heaven, I'm going to keep going on with my life? No. To believe is to trust, to be loyal to, to have allegiance to. That's what Jesus really said when he, meant, when he said believe. When he said to have faith in me, he really said be loyal to me, trust in me, hold on to me. So he's telling us to hear his word and believe in him, who, uh, in him who has sent him, and the person who has sent him. And who has sent him? God, the Father, sent him. He was sent for this, to give eternal life. That eternal life that's being mentioned, he was sent for that. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent. He did what? He sent his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You see, that's Jesus, that was Jesus' sole mission, was to give us eternal life. That's why he was sent, so that those that were far off, those that were in sin, those that were lost, those that were perishing, those that were dead, may now have eternal life. And the sad thing is, many at that time were not listening. Matter of fact, in the passage before, it says that people were trying to stone Jesus, they picked up stones to kill Jesus. They weren't just not listening to his message. What were they doing? They were trying to oppose his message. They were trying to stop his message. They were rejecting his message with everything they had. They were going to kill him. So understand this. When Jesus says to listen to him, right, there are going to be people that don't listen to him. You shouldn't be one of those. 
You shouldn't be one of those people on the side of the Pharisees that heard his word and said, I'm going to kill him and put an end to it. You should listen and believe. So do you hear his word? Right now in this place, when you hear the word of God, do you decide to believe in him or not? Because right now he's speaking to each and every one of you. He's speaking to your hearts. He's speaking to your conscience, and he's telling you to follow him. He's saying a certain uh, list of things that are wrong in your life that you can't fix, but he can save you from. Are you believing in him? Are you trusting in him? That's the first thing we need to understand because Jesus started off, and he said very truly, for real, truly, Whoever hears my word, that's whoever, anybody. It doesn't matter if you're black, you're white, you're from the hood, you're from the burbs. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. Whoever hears my word, if you're young, if you're old, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Has eternal life. So hear and believe. That's what I want to tell you first. Hear and believe. Don't just let noise come out one ear and out the other like some uh, music from an AirPod, but hear his word and believe it. Now, it says when you do this, you have eternal life. What does it mean to have eternal life? A lot of people, when we think about uh, eternal life, they think about when they die and they go to heaven. Listen, that's not what Jesus was talking about here. Jesus wasn't saying, believe in me, and when you die, you'll go to heaven. That's not how Jesus preached. That's not how Jesus was bringing this up. That's why a lot of you guys, you guys remain in sin for your whole life. You remain rebellious your whole life, and you think that maybe right before I die, I can repent. You think that's what Jesus means when he's telling you this. A lot of you think that, oh, I'll just repent and live for Christ when I get older. But that means you're not hearing what he's saying. He's saying that whoever believes... And him who sent me has eternal life. That word has, that's a present tense thing. That's a, that's a thing that's happening now. That's something that you hold. That's something that's in you now, that you have in you, around you. And it's dealing with relationship. You have possession. It's yours. You see, when you believe in Christ, you have it now. You have eternal life now. It starts at that moment Eternal life doesn't start when you die. It starts the minute you believe. If you've been taught otherwise, you've been taught incorrectly. Jesus didn't want people to live the way they lived their whole life just to die and go to heaven. He came to change your life now at that moment. He came to bring eternal life now at that moment. And it says right here, after you have eternal life, that you will not be judged. It's a big one. It's a big one. Because right before this or right after that, it talks about Jesus is given authority to judge us. That's right. What if we walked around and we started saying, instead of Jesus loves you, Jesus is going to judge you. That'd be a whole lot different. But Jesus literally is saying this. He's saying, I will judge you. Father has given me authority to judge. Matter of fact, This may blow your mind right now, but not once in the gospel does Jesus say the three words, I love you. Not once. Not once. Now, don't get me wrong. Love is is the big thing here. Love is the big thing. But Jesus also needs to let us know about judgment. If you believe in him, you have this eternal life. If you possess this eternal life, if you hold on to eternal life, if you have eternal life in you, 
you will not be judged. What does it mean to be judged? Because just a few weeks ago, I was talking about how, you know, everyone's going to be judged for what they do in this body on this earth. What it means is judgment will not pass on you. Basically, a sentence will not pass on you. There's a difference between the judge saying, is the evidence clear, and making judgment to see if it's clear, and between a ju- now there's a difference between that and a judge saying, you're judged, you're condemned. Right now, the evidence is that we're all condemned without Christ, but that condemnation will not be given to us if we believe in Christ. That's what we have to understand here. Yes, God will judge us for everything we've done, but that sentence of condemnation, being sentenced to hell, being sentenced to a life separate from God, if we have eternal life, we don't have to be judged in that way. We don't have to be judged in that way. So this is yours, this freedom, this this escape from sin and the sentence of sin, this eternal life is yours once you believe. Once you believe. That moment It is yours, and this is all because of Christ. It has nothing to do with you, your knowledge, uh, you reading the Bible, your family that you grew up in. It has nothing to do with you. It has all to do with Christ. Everything has to do with Christ. If we can go to that slide really quickly. You see, there is a moment, and this is called the Christ event. This is called the moment of Christ. When you have, you're, you're in death here, everyone starts off from a place of death. Everyone. We spoke about that last week. Everyone starts off from a place of death. There's no, it, it doesn't matter if you're born into a better family, you're still dead in your sins. It doesn't matter if you're born knowing about some type of thing from the Bible, the Bible stories or whatever. It doesn't matter. You start off from this place of death. You start off from this place of sin. We all, though, if we hear the word, we're given faith. That's what the Bible says. And if we have faith, we now, if we put our faith in Christ, we change. We convert. We go from death to life. This is a difference in location. This is a difference in identity. This is a difference in mindset. If we put our faith in the life, the death, the resurrection of Christ, that moment, if we put trust, if we hold on to the reality of that moment, we go from, li- from death to life. From, we go from the old way to the new way. We go from sinners, we go to saints. We go from condemned, we go to saved. So if we put our faith in Christ, We put our faith in his life, his sinless life. If we put our faith in his perfect, his perfect undeserved death, if we put our faith in his resurrection and that power, if we trust in him, the Bible says now we go from death to life. We cross over. It is a change in location. It is a change in in the way that you live. The state of all people now becomes the state of, of Christ. His life now becomes yours. It is a beautiful exchange. So we have to understand that this one moment changes everything. It is not a gradual process. It is not you slowly getting closer to Christ. It is not you trying your best in order to reach some place that is abstract that you can never reach on your own. It is not that. It is not seeing what's wrong with your life and trying to fix it bit by bit. If you think that is the gospel, if you think that's what it means to have faith in Christ, then you've been misled. 
then you've been deceived because that is a salvation, that is a religion, that is a faith that Christ never teaches. You put your faith in Christ. You believe in him. You cross over from death to life. It's that simple. It's that simple. The eternal life that God gives you cannot be taken from you. The eternal life that God purchased for you had nothing to do with what you did. Everybody say death to life. So this is not just a belief instead of facts like I said earlier, but this is faith. This is faith that brings you. I said it last week, but faith does not keep you where you're at. But faith takes you from one place to another. If you truly believe in Jesus, your life changes. Your life changes. You no longer live the same way that you lived before you believed in Jesus. If you have to make excuses, you have to double back and say, well, you know, I, I, I've gotten better in this, but I still do this. Listen, no, drop the excuses. Give it to Christ. If you are in him, if you are a believer in Christ, the Bible says this, anyone in Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the old is gone. The new is here. The new creation has come. The old is gone. So if you are in Christ, the old is gone. There's no excuses. All the bad habits, stop making excuses for them. Because you've been brought from death to life. All the times you cuss, you steal, you drink, stop making excuses for that. That was when you were dead. Now you're alive. Live a certain way. Because there is a way for us to determine whether we are, from, we are living in life right now. If we go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. Again, this is not a, a, set, of belie- like, this is not a set of facts that you say, I'm going to believe in. This is not that type of thing. What this is, it's a change of life. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14 says this, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. So this is something that is verifiable. You can look at your life and be able to see whether you are Still in death or in life. You can literally check. The Bible's making it real clear for you. You don't have to be unsure of whether you're living for Christ or you're not. Makes it really clear. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. You know that murder has no eternal life residing in him. If you don't love your brother or your sister in Christ, right? If you don't love, then love does not live in you. If you don't love, you still remain in death. Some of you today are in death. Some of you right now have no life in you. Eternal life, you don't possess that thing. That gift that God died to give you, you've rejected it. And you remain in death instead. If we can have Melanie come up, please. So what is preventing us from life, from having life? What is preventing us from having this eternal life? What is stopping us? What is stopping us? It's the same thing that stopped us in the beginning, sin and death. The reason why you don't follow Jesus has nothing to do with anything other than sin and death. You love your sin and you want to remain in death. Admit that. Repent. Put your faith in Jesus. Sin can't save you. Death, of course, can't save you. Death is killing you. So why remain in that? Why not believe in Christ? 
Because he's the one, he's the one. He's the one, he's the gap. He's the bridge between the gap of death and life. He's the one that brings us over. He's the one that rescues us from death and puts us into life. He's the one, no one else, not even yourself. Some of you want to do things your way, and I'm telling you, your way will lead you to hell. Some of you want to be your own savior. You can't save yourself. Only Christ can save you. Only Christ can take you from death and place you in life. Only Christ. If everyone can stand up, please. And if we can go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Altar workers, if you could come up. You see, there's a, there's, a new, there's a new way of living once you come to Christ. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do, no, do uh, so no longer. That's talking about viewing people in regards to the flesh, viewing people in a sinful way, in a fleshly way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So if you have eternal life, if you have it, you no longer have the old life. If you have eternal life, the old life is gone. If you have eternal life, which is not a regular life, this is not a, a, a new life in the sense of alcohol is anonymous or getting better. It's, it's not the same life. This life is Christ's life. Because how did you receive this Christ, Aaron, this life, uh, Aaron? How did you receive this life, Brian? Malia, how did you guys receive this life? This life was not something you conjured up. It wasn't something that you made up. It wasn't something that you put together. This life is the life that Christ gave. So when we receive, when we believe in Christ, what is the type of life that we get? We get the life of Christ. This is what you're saved to. You're not saved to stay in sin. You're saved to stay in Christ. So if you believe in him, and you've received eternal life. You have it. You hold on to it. If you haven't, then this altar call I want to open up for you is to convert. To now say, I want to change. The Bible says that we must repent, turn to God. We must change our mind, turn to God. Turn to him. He's the one that can now bring us from death to life. But if we turn to him, put our faith in what he did, then what he did will, become, will be given to us, that life, that new way of living, the Christ way of living. If everyone could bow their heads and close their eyes. Father, I thank you, Lord, because, God, when we were lost, you saw after us, God. Lord, we didn't have to go searching for you. Lord, but you came searching for us, God. Lord, you sent people our way to talk to us. Lord, you had people pray for us, God. Lord, we know that there is no greater love than the love that you've showed us, Lord. A love that gives us life, not a love that keeps us in sin. Father, I ask you for the people in this place, Lord, that they wouldn't just hear the word as noise. But, Lord, they would hear the word as the word of God, that they would listen and obey, they would follow through, that they would see their life for what it is, dead. 
Give them that revelation that they can have new life, eternal life, actual life, life abundant in you, Christ. I pray for each and every person in here, Lord, that the word would be made clear to them by your spirit, that they would repent and be changed, Lord. And God, I lift up to you the people that have been given life, that have crossed over from death to life. Lord, I pray that this life that they have, God, that they would live it, they would not regret it, that they would hold on to you, Jesus, that their faith would not waver, that they would not be deceived, but they would remain in you, Lord. God, I pray that you be glorified in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. If you were to come up for prayer.